my love. I love you. Oh, hello. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you. Thank you. Oh, you look amazing. I love your hair. Wow, it's so Thank good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets curlier the longer it gets. Oh, how wonderful. I have to treat it properly, but yes. Nice. Hi, Lexi. Hi, Megan. I got your email. I didn't have a chance to respond. Um, no worries. <laughs> Uh-oh. What did I just do? There we go. Yeah. I'm so glad everyone is here. Look, there's a little baby. Oh. What's your baby's name, Olivia? It's Oliver. <laughs> Oliver. I wanted to name my little boy Oliver. My son would or my, my son wouldn't let me. My husband wouldn't let me. But I love that name. Um honestly, I don't remember how long I scheduled for this call. I think it was an hour and a half. Does everybody have an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah. So I made some notes. And the more notes I made, the more notes I wanted to make. And I started thinking, oh God, this is gonna be like completely overwhelming. So instead, what we're gonna do is we're still going to use the notes, but I'm gonna do it in a more high level overview of what the process is and how I think about Pinterest and um, how I've made it work for me and how I would like it to work for you. And then, I'll try to leave about 30 minutes at the end for you guys to ask more specific questions about whatever you're interested in hearing about the most. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Jen and Natalie. Everybody. Okay, so where do I want to start? I want to start with, actually, I'm going to give you all a copy of my notes because it might be helpful for you to be able to follow along. And I can also screen share, but just in case you want them, they're going in the chat right now, drop in. Okay, so normally I like to chit chat a bit, but there's a lot to cover today. So we're just gonna jump in, all right? Everybody good with that? Can everyone see my screen? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay, and I also am gonna ask everyone to mute only because I've noticed in some of the old recordings that it just kind of goes back and forth between screens. If you want to say something, please do. You'll just have to unmute first. But I think that this will help with the quality of the recording later on. Okay, so the very first thing I wanna say is, and I said this in my email, but Pinterest is not a money mouth strategy. It is a consistent income strategy, but even if you are really focusing in on money now, this is gonna be useful for you later. If you're really focusing in on the consistent income side of things, the, um, all the things you're gonna learn in money now are gonna come in handy. And it's really like a balancing act. You're bouncing back and forth between these things and you just have to know when to use them. 
So if you are in consistent income, one of the things that I teach is this four month rotation. And the first month is focusing in on visibility. This could be one of those visibility activities, depending on your personal strategy, what you are wanting to work on. And normally in these workshops, I don't teach something that's like a, well, maybe you will want to, and maybe you won't, but I've had so many people um, asking for this that I thought it just made sense to teach it because it's one of my biggest drivers of traffic and I spend the least amount of time on it. And those are things that we like, right? Yes, okay. So that being said, that little disclaimer, if you are in a money now phase, we just want to learn right now. We don't wanna go implement, okay? But still, knowledge is always good. So about Pinterest. And I'm letting people in as we're going to. So just bear with me, please. Um, it is a visual search engine. Some people use it like Instagram, where they just scroll and they pin pretty things and they look at it. But the main use is that it is a search engine, which one appeals to us as artists, right? Because the pretty, pretty things, but also. The reason why it's different than other social media platforms, like Instagram, for example, yeah, you can kind of search for things, but it is not a search engine. It's something that's meant to just suck you in and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and maybe you see things and maybe you don't. This people tend to go on there looking for something very specifically, such as I have a new art studio and I would like inspirational photos to help me design what I want that art studio to look like. So I'm gonna search for big windowed art studio, right? And then you get this whole plethora of things that, um, that match that search. So that's why it becomes a really powerful tool for us because when we start using keywords to help people find our stuff, we're gonna show up. Yes. Also, I really hate just talking and talking and talking. So if you have anything to say, please do. I'm going through and I'm muting a couple of people just to make sure everyone is muted. So it sounds okay on the recording, but please unmute and say something if you have something to say. Okay. The other thing I'm going to say here is we're going to use the 80-20 rule. I do not consider myself a Pinterest expert. I use it, I do really well with it. I do not know all of the ins and all of the outs and all of the most updated features and all of that, but we don't really care. What we do care about is using it to get what we need, which is traffic. Yes? So if you know someone who says something differently that I'm saying and they claim to be a Pinterest expert, you may listen to them. I'm just giving you a good solid overview. One of my clients calls um, the 80-20 rule a B plus. We're going for our B plus here. Does anybody know what the 80-20 rule is? Can you quote it for me? No? Really? Okay, we need an 80-20 rule overview. 
80-20 rule means that 20% of the work you are going to do is going to yield 80% of the results and vice versa. 80% of the work you do is gonna yield 20% of the results. So we get to decide which side of that coin we're working on. Are we working really hard for a little bit or are we working kind of for a lot? That's what we want here. We wanna do the part that is the kind of for the most results. So that's how I'm teaching you to use Pinterest today. In the profile, the way that we want to use the profile is just like a one sentence overview of who we are, what we do, and where they can find more. The last time that I checked, it's very short. Like you can't put a whole lot in there. But in my opinion, this last part is the most important. That's why I've highlighted it. It's this call to action. You can learn more here. And if I were to put a whole website address in there, it would take over the whole profile. So do you guys know about this little website called Bitly? Essentially go to bit.ly and it will let you type in any long address and make it really short. So that's what I've done here. Um, yes, let's come back to this. So your ideal art buyer. This is really what this whole thing comes down to. Who are they? What are they searching for? And what do they care about? In the consistent income curriculum, which you all have access to, there is a section called identify your ideal art buyer. I recommend watching it. It's not that long. We're gonna use it for both programs, money now and consistent income. But if Pinterest is the thing you were focusing on right now, you would also need to know who your ideal art buyer is. And I'm gonna give you a quick overview right now, even though most of you probably already have learned this from me. But if you need the more detailed, there's like a 25 minute video you should definitely go watch. And I need to link that in the notes for you. But it looks something like this. Can everybody see this? Okay, so we have three circles. Draw three big circles on a piece of paper if you're taking notes. This first circle, this is you. This is your you circle, meaning who is connected to you. Think, think the word connected throughout this whole exercise. Excuse me. Who have you gone to school with? Who have you worked with? Your friends, your family, people who know people you know, uh, classes you go to, communities you're in, where you live, all of those kinds of things that make someone feel more connected to you as a person, those go inside of that circle. In the second circle, this is your message, your essence meaning who are you what do you care about what are your values um, what are your interests what are the things that make you you so for me that might be 
excuse me one second. So for me, that might be things like um, I value magic, spaciousness, um, connectedness, relationships. I am a mother. I am a gardener. Um, I am a mark. Like, what are all the things that are you? Does that make sense? I want to see everybody. So I'm going to switch it back to here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. The last circle is your subject. So you can think about this in terms of if you make kind of one type of art, what is your subject? What is your style? What are your colors? If you are someone who kind of switches between things, maybe you think of it in terms of a specific collection. So what are you marketing right now? Yes? So those are, hmm, let me back up. I have found, I've done surveys of people selling their art and why people bought their art and done a lot of research, worked with a lot of people. And what I have found is that when people are connected to you and who you are and what your art is about, they're at least three times more likely to buy. And so that is why, we identify our ideal art buyer this way and not through like some customer avatar exercise where we just like say, well, they're 26 and they live in Portland and they have a car. No, they don't have a car. They take the bus. And they like purple and yada, yada, yada. So who are you? Your art comes from you, right? And also, if you're one of those people who hasn't sold a whole lot of art to begin with, the people who have bought your art, who are they? Friends, family, people who maybe know your parents. Like most people start off selling from this circle and start working their way out as they get more talented at marketing. Okay, back to the notes. So that's the ideal art buyer. We just want to have that kind of overarching idea in our mind as we're moving forward on these notes. Well, can I get a promise before I start screen sharing again that if you're like, what is she talking about? I don't understand, or you're skipping around too much, or any of those kinds of thoughts, please unmute and speak. Because if you're thinking it, someone else is thinking it too. Okay, great. Okay, so I also mentioned this particular collection. So back to the circles inside of your subject. If that's too hard for you, if you're like, I, I don't know what to put in here because I make this and I make that and I make that, just think about one collection at a time specifically. Okay. Okay, so here's the system. Let's get into it. When you are working on or finish a piece of art. Not just for your social media, but also for your Pinterest. We're gonna make it a habit of photographing, right? You probably are already doing that to some degree. Maybe you think you could do it better. You're probably already doing it at least a little bit. 
the reason why, if Pinterest is part of your strategy, you need to have images to go with it. Otherwise, the visual part of the search engine isn't going to work. You can't show off your art without images of your art. You need images for your website. You need images for everything. So we're going to start making sure to photograph each piece. Um, I have a little resource here, 15 ways to create an image out of one piece of art. It's just different types of shots. This is one that most people use. This is a pretty basic good one, the scan. Um, there's also like putting it in a room. There's um, photographing it like in situ in your studio with your tools with your inspiration, in process, close up, et cetera. So we're not gonna go through all those right now. That is a resource you have. Um, I want you to decide what are the three ways you wanna photograph each piece of art? This is just gonna simplify things. Of course, you could mix it up every time and pick different ones if that's how you like to work. But what we're really trying to do here is simplify this process. So if I think, okay, every time I'm gonna do a in-process in the studio, I'm gonna do a scan and I'm gonna do a, I don't know, what was another one? One of my favorite ones is, either the artist plus the work, because people like to see your face. I'm sure you've noticed that. Showing some personality, the artist plus the work, plus some personality. Like this is a messy, messy <laughs> picture, but it's got maybe if there's a little bit more of the artwork in there, that would be a attention grabbing shot, wouldn't it? You would stop and go, wait, what is that? Um, I'm not finding it, but what I'm trying to find was I have found that with life in a photo, it's more attention grabbing, meaning a hand, a dog, part of a plant, your face, something along those lines. So if you said, I wanna have life in one of my pictures, I wanna have a messy studio shot, and I wanna have a scan. Those are gonna be the three ways I'm gonna photograph each piece of art. And then we're gonna create a template. This is my template. You steal it if you want, I don't care. but I just wanted to give you an example. So for Pinterest, I have three templates. And for each one, I just change the language, the art, the colors, and then I download it. I don't have to worry about recreating the wheel every single time. These are probably not the best for you to use because there's not a whole lot of imagery here, but you get the idea, right? So in Canva, I want you to create your own template with a place for an image, maybe a piece, a little place for your name, maybe a place for text on one of them or two of them, maybe not. That's up to you. I also would like you to choose <clears throat> two fonts, three colors and three neutrals. So if you look at my Pinterest page, let's see if we can get there real quick. Oh, here we go. 
you're going to see all my pins look the exact same, but they also don't. Like I've used the same colors, the same fonts. Granted, this is over many years. So there's, there's a little bit of variety in here, but they pretty much all look the same. I've just changed the colors. I've changed the background image, but they're really the same, but they don't all look exactly the same. They're not completely boring, right? You see how that starts to create a brand look without really trying very hard? Yeah. Okay. Oh, can I just ask what size you make the... You make the template, the, yeah. Um, in Canva, it does it default for you. If you go to, let's say, I want to make a Pinterest pen. It's going to be the right size. I don't know what the size is, but it's going to be the right size. You can go through here and you can pick three you like, change the fonts to all be the same, and then pick your colors. And boom, you have your templates. This does okay. not have to be a super hard, complicated. Oh, no. well, that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And like maybe that's one good. of them is, yeah. Sorry, you can finish your thought. No, I was just going to say maybe one of them is like mostly a picture with your logo on the bottom. And that's it. Hmm. You just plug in your picture. And then maybe one of them is um, um. bathroom art. I don't know. Like, whatever you might, whatever might be relevant for you to put on there text-wise, but it doesn't even have to have text. Right. Remember so 80, if, we, if we were to use like a text template, most of these are designed for like blogs. So mm -hmm. it's kind of an image that goes in with your blog and the title, which if we have that, we can use that. But when we're doing just a link to a product, um, so I guess you could do like the image and then the title of the painting and maybe like us, like the theme of the painting kind of idea with those sure. kind of text ideas. Or, or we don't have to have any text. Like if you right. go look, if, if you're taking three different types of images and every mm -hmm. time it's a studio and a scan and something with a plant in it, that's three different types of images. So like that could be it for you. Okay. If it feels relevant and necessary and you want to have one with text that you can kind of experiment with to see if maybe if I try this, this might perform better. That might be a good idea. And maybe every time it's on a different one of your photographs. We don't have to, but but what I don't want you to do is just try to plug in text to plug in text because one of the templates on here has text. Does that make sense? Do you Let's suggest stop for a second because I feel like there's a lot of questions here. Do you suggest having um, so like I have my own personal Pinterest that I've been using for God I don't even know how long really long time. So do you suggest that I start a new Pinterest with just my, like my business name? Depends. What's on your personal Pinterest? Oh, so much. <laughs> if I just went through this on my. Circles, hold on so just a second. Now. Sorry, Jen. No, it's okay. Just one second. Um, if we looked at those three circles, Jen, mm -hmm. 
Would the things that you are pinning be relevant? Yes. Okay. So I would say just start tweaking. And I'm going to show you how to tweak as moving forward. Lexi, what were you going to say? These are the same thing. Um, I guess it went through this on mine. Um, and anything that wasn't relevant, I just made those boards secret. And then no one can follow them, no one can see them, but I still have that info for myself. Yeah. We could start from scratch. Of course we could. Do we have to? <laughs> No, I mean, maybe like if you're if your stuff is totally unrelevant, like my part, I have a personal one. I pin Halloween costumes, Valentine decorations, recipes like that's not relevant. But on my um, business side of things, sometimes I kind of use it on my personal side. So like if I want to pin art inspiration, I do it on my business board. If I want to pin um books about art i do it on my artist board does that make sense yeah, yeah. jacqueline did you have a question um no i was just agreeing with with uh oh, with you. okay <laughs> and also i i've cool. had a Pinterest account that was re i've had for years and um and i thought i asked the same question you know should i change it for my business and then i looked at what I thought my ideal art buyer would like and the things that she would like the same as me. And I decided it was all totally relevant. So I just, I just sort of weeded it a little bit because there was tons yeah. of, and, um, and I think it's, it's it to make the most of what you've been doing all these years with it. Well, and, and you, it's it? been a couple of years since we have talked about ideal art buyers and such, but still all of the things that yeah, we came up with to get it's all still relevant. It's the same thing. I'm just teaching it in a different yeah. uh, framework, basically. So, okay. Is it, did I answer all the questions so far? Bird flew into my window about pens and what they look like and personal boards. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go back to great sharing then. All right, so I want you to make this as simple as possible. Don't overthink it too much. That's why I just put three things. Here's a template, two fonts, three colors, three neutrals, three ways to photograph. You can make an unlimited amount of pens with those three things. And it's not gonna take you a million years. It's gonna take you five seconds minus the photographing. So then the other part of this is we wanna every three to six months, we wanna go back in, maybe put this in your calendar um, to check and see what's getting repenned or viewed the most. So this changes often, but it looks something like going into your, over, your analytics overview and then looking at um, what has gotten the most pen clicks over time? So I'm going to see which one, these are all things that I've pinned that people might be interested in, but they're not mine. This one's fine. So I'm going to look at this. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to say, okay, it's template number one. It's mostly using the purple. It's pretty clean. 
Um, I'm asking a question. I'm just gonna kind of look at it and see what are the things that people might, excuse me, be resonating with. And I don't know that, I don't know any of those answers for sure. But when you start looking and you say, okay, oh, look, there's that same template. That's the second best performing one. It's a different color. I'm not asking a question, but it is the same template. So I'm starting to like, okay, what's the pattern here? Template number one. What else do we have? Um, that's the same template. It's green. Okay, people like this template. Are we seeing a pattern? <laughs> Big text. So I'm gonna go back. I'm probably not gonna do this right now because Pinterest is not the thing for me to focus on right now, but I'm making mental notes that this is the most popular. And so how can I maybe make one more template or change one of my other templates to be a little bit more similar to this, to have the big text and um, just be something a little bit more poppy rather than prettily designed. So mental notes, I've gone in, I've looked at my analytics, I did that very quickly, but you're just kind of looking for the patterns and seeing, okay, well, maybe the other ones aren't doing as well. So maybe I could do a little bit more digging, see if I wanna drop one of those and make something more similar to this one. And that's important because if you're doing this for years over time, if you make one tweak every three to six months, you're only going to get better and better. You see how we're just doing little things to make our lives work better. Okay. Now we're going to talk about now we're going to talk about keywords. The probably the most important part of this, the visual part competes for sure. But remember it's a search engine so people are looking for a thing. So we have to also not just be pretty and not just be appealing in the scroll, but we have to be able to be findable. So there's three types of keywords. And we're going to try to use the broad, we're, we're going to try to use all three. Let's just say that. Okay, so brand keywords. These are things like your name plus art, artist plus your name. So if I was trying to find you, if you signed up for my email list and I didn't know who you were, I might go and type your name artist. I do this a lot, by the way. And if I can't find you, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> that's a problem. Usually, the, you, usually I can find you on the first page, other, excuse me, whether it's through Instagram, through Facebook, through your website, through something. But you want your online presence to be findable, even if it's Pinterest. I don't care where you're findable, just be findable. If someone is typing this in, they are specifically looking for you. And if you can't get found, we got a problem. Broad keywords. So I think of these as the lazy ones. So like if I was, let's, let's get a piece of art. We're gonna use this one. <clears throat> So if I was looking at this, 
lazy keywords that fit this. Ocean art, abstract art. Um, landscape art. You see how those are lazy keywords? Like I could just pop them off the top of my head. Yes, they are true. Are you going to get found through those? Probably not, but they're important to have because every other artist in the world is also typing in ocean art, right? So we also, also want to have specific keywords. Specific keywords are the micro level things that people are, if they were looking for something very specific, that's what they would type in. And also if you were looking at like a, like a keyword helper or something, these are gonna come up with very little results beside them. But if someone types them in and you're using them, it's very likely you're gonna get found. It's kind of like the hashtag thing. I feel like most of you probably understand hashtags. Like there's the ones that are over a million. There's the ones that are under a hundred. And then there's all the ones in between. The broad ones are the ones in between or the, well, the broad ones are the ones over a million. And the specific ones are mm, the 250,000 and under. If you can get to like the hundred and under though, you're almost definitely getting found. So it's not bad to have fewer search results or fewer searches. Excuse me, we want one more person in. But like for this one, I don't know if you can see. This has, can I do it? I can't see it. Anyway, there's a little bird etched in right here. And it's really cute, really pretty. But I might, um, for a specific keyword, I might put etched flying bird. It's, if someone's looking for etched flying bird, how many search results do you think are coming up? Not a whole lot, but this one would, or maybe it, maybe this is a very specific place. I don't know that it is. I think it is actually. Um, but let's say it's this tiny gulf in the South Pacific that only the local residents know about and a couple people who have visited. If I use that term to describe this painting, it's gonna get found if someone's looking for it. Do you guys understand what I'm saying about the specific and broad and brand keywords? and how using a mix of them can be extremely powerful. Cool, I'm seeing head nods. I like head nods. Okay, so keyword. Oh, I've skipped search for keywords. Do you wanna do that yet? Mm. We'll come back to that, somebody remind me. When we're thinking about keywords, 
we're going to think in a broader sense. We're going to think what boards would I like to create that someone might be searching for? And we're going to think what pens do I want to put on those boards? So I have one board that is called artists, website design, and website tips. That's full of keywords. I underlined all the keywords, by the way, if you didn't notice that. Website examples and inspiration for painters, photographers, weavers, woodworkers, designs for WordPress, Squarespace, and Shopify to create your online store and online port or art portfolio. I just plugged in a whole bunch of keywords. You do want it to sound conversational. Pinterest is no longer like the keyword stuffing. They used to allow it. I need to go edit a whole bunch of stuff. But you want to write in sentences when you are doing keywords. So we're thinking in terms of like a hierarchy, what are people searching for? We've got these categories. Those become your boards. And it may be related to your art. No, let me take that back. It may be your art, or it may be related to your art, or it may be related to what your person is looking for. So I see Jen in my screen. So I'm going to use her as an example. Um, she creates forest animal illustrations, and there's more things, but that's that's what I'm just going to say right now. So maybe for that board or for her boards, she might want to do children's books, which she also writes children's books or they're children's books, right? Yeah. Okay. So in that board, it could be my favorite children's books that have um, a nature theme. So nature themed children's books would be a board. And then in there, her books are going to go in there, but also what are her other favorites? It's almost like um, you're referring other books to them. And as they find them, they're also going to start to find yours. And if they really like your board because they love nature themed children's books, they're gonna save that board. And every time you pin to that board, you get to pop up. Um, it could also be, at the, I would recommend, your first board on your page is Jacqueline Bonet art. So using that those brand keywords and also that is like your portfolio board. That is well, where all of your art goes. And then you can have more specific boards. Um, revolutionary women art could be another board that you have. And some of your art is gonna to go to both boards because you've got this mix of things, but also you have this very specific thing. Uh, let's see. So Lexi does, um, for lack of a better word, rancher art. So she might have favorite old west towns in Canada might be one of her boards. Even though that's not necessarily related to her art, it's gonna be an interest that her people have. But also she's gonna have a board with all of her art, a portfolio board. And then she's gonna have a board with horse paintings. And then she's gonna have a board with cowboy paintings. You guys see where I'm going with this kind of? 
Yeah. Okay. So those are your categories. And then your pins, you can get really specific with all three types of keywords. So I should have put from Jessica Craddock. I didn't put a brand keyword in here. So here's an example. My favorite house plants. Notice all the underlines again are keywords. My favorite house plants is a gorgeous Nepal ivy specific that hangs above the mirror in my bathroom. So my bathroom art general has to match. This art with a repeating pattern somewhere between general and specific in lime green and olive green could go either way, but doesn't really matter. I just want you to think about the range there. Completes my rustic modern decor. It's not really lazy. It's not the most specific, but it's somewhere in between. Those are good too. And then also click here to learn about purchasing from brand keyword. Do you guys see how that description contains broad and specific and brand keywords in a conversational way that could lead someone to find that specific piece of art? Even if they're looking for rustic modern decor, maybe they're not looking for paintings, but they might go, ooh, that would match. Or if they were looking for art with a repeating pattern, they might go, oh, I like that one, or they might be looking for houseplants, but they see this beautiful painting of a houseplant. They're like, hmm, maybe I need that. So there's lots of different ways that you can get found. We want people to be able to find you if they are looking for art that matches yours, and also if they're just looking at your categories. Any questions currently? Yeah. Yes. Jessica? Um, I was wondering, do you recommend keeping the amount of boards limited or can we go all um, to, At some point, it gets to be a little bit overwhelming and you think it's going to be a good idea to have a million boards, but then you don't really do any of them well. Mm -hmm. If I were just throwing a number out there, I would say 15 to 20 boards. Max, yeah. And if you have a reason why 30 boards make sense for you, okay. But to just make your life easier, that 15 to 20 range is a pretty good number. Okay. And just because I have never pinned anything on Pinterest, I only collect stuff. Mm -hmm. um, if you pin something, do you have to pin it in every board or can you just click in which of your of my boards, I want to get it. We're going to get to that. Good okay. question. If yeah. I don't answer it, remind me. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Anybody else have any questions? Not yet. Okay. <clears throat> this is the part where we get to your question. <laughs> you always do this, I feel like. I have a question quick, Jessica. Yeah, shoot. So it used to be when you would pin something, you would have a, a chance to put a description in, mm -hmm. but now it doesn't let you do that. So how am I going to get the description in there? Like, is that something that Canva lets you do? I'm, like I'm going to teach you how to use a program called Tailwind. 
Okay, I know Tailwind. It is a paying program, mm -hmm. but I would not use Pinterest without it. Okay. I don't normally like to say you have to pay for something, but with this strategy, like I wouldn't use Pinterest if I didn't have Tailwind. It just wouldn't be worth my time. That's me. So I'm gonna show you how to do it in there. Okay. Um, so I don't know the answer because I haven't done that in six years. Sorry. <laughs> but you can always Google. How do I get a description into my pen when I upload it? Maybe they don't do that anymore, but it, it, that doesn't sound right to me. What's up, Lex? Yeah. I, I can answer that one really quickly. So there's two different ways to create a pin. You can go onto your Pinterest and create it directly where you upload the image and put in the description, everything and the link all on your own. Or you can do it from your website where you pin it and then it does the link and the description, everything automatically. So that's how you do those differently. Which probably comes from like your alt text and all of that. Exactly, yeah. Okay, good to know. All right, so there's a program called Tailwind, segue. Um, it's not very expensive. I don't remember what it costs, but it's not very expensive. And you can like do different tiers where you start out at the price, the cheapest and you upgrade as you go. So the thing that makes Tailwind worth the money is this feature called Smart Loops. And essentially what it is, is you create topics that you pin about and you add your pins to the, it's almost think of it, of it like a board, but that's gonna get confusing in a second. So what can we call it instead? Um, I don't know how I'm gonna explain this really well. So I'm gonna make it confusing and then I'm gonna to have to backtrack and explain it. Think of smart loops like boards. So what do I want, or no, categories. Think of them like categories. What types of categories do I want to pin? I wanna pin Western art. I wanna pin um, medical art. I wanna, I'm just looking at different people in here. I want to pin pattern making. I want to pin art on records. Like what types of things are your people looking for? And then within each of those, you can put your art, the templates that we create. Every time we make a piece of art, we're making these three templates, right? So they're, they're pens, essentially. We're making three pens for every type of art. Um, we're gonna start uploading all of our pins into these smart loops, into whichever categories they fit. When we create smart loops, we get to decide. Let me just show you, actually. I feel like that would make more sense. Look, I have zero scheduled post, which isn't true, but see it, look on my, on my right-hand side, these are all the pins that are pinning today and tomorrow and the next day. I haven't done these, it's doing it on its own because I have my smart loops running. 
So when you make a loop, you can make evergreen or seasonal. I've always made evergreen, but if like you want to make a Christmas ornament loop or something like that, you could do that. So let's say I want to do a, we'll use Lexi again, cause you're showing up, um, Western art. And then I would go into all my boards and I would say, okay, Western art is relevant to this one and this one and this one and that one and that one. And then I'm gonna go next, add your pens. And so we've got our Western art down here. So when we go into our drafts, which I'm gonna tell you in a minute, every time you create those three pins, we're just gonna throw them in our drafts. So I've got all these drafts in here that I need to upload at some point. We're gonna bulk at it. So let's say, okay, I think this one and this one and that one and that one, not that one, but this one, these should all go in my Western art loop. So we're gonna add to smart loop. I'm gonna click Western art and I'm gonna click add to loop. Boom, it's in the loop. When we are looking at the loop, we can create rules for them. Hold on. Come on. Okay, so we're gonna say, is this like my core content? Is this probably my paintings and maybe one other major thing they're searching for? Like for me, I use art inspiration is one of my core topics. And I also have art quotes. That's not necessarily a core topic. That's more of a niche topic, but it's something that an artist might be looking for. Um, I also had the idea the other day to put in art books. So that would probably be a niche topic. Um, core content for me would be marketing your art, selling your art, things like that. So then I'm going to say how many times we're in a pen from this loop. If we only have 10 pens in there, we're not going to say five per day we can increase it over time. So let's say I've got 10 pens in each loop because I'm just starting out and I just want to get going with this. So I'm going to say maybe two times per week. And I also want to wait before publishing the same pen to a different board, seven days. So if I have a pen, I have a Western art smart loop and it's going to Alexander Verboom Fritz art and I it's also going to cowboy paintings and it's also going to art by Canadian artists we don't necessarily want them all pinning to all the boards on the same day because then it just kind of look junky in your feed so maybe seven days feels like a good rule and we're gonna hit save changes so that way it's going to, it does all the math for you and all the figuring and all the, bleh. like if I had to figure that out in my head, my head would explode. And I like math. 
Okay, so we're going to save our changes. That is essentially all you have to do for a smart loop. Do we have any questions on smart loops at the moment? So when it's it's going to eventually repost the same pin to the same board, is that right? Yeah, it will. Is that okay? Like, will your board not look like it's super repetitive then if someone scrolls through the board? In my case, in, in my experience, I very rarely go to Pinterest and then go to someone's board and then scroll through it. And if I do, That's true. I don't scroll very far. That's true. I don't think I've ever done that. Okay. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Uh, no, you don't want like every seven pins to be the same either. So maybe you want to like make sure you load up 20 pins per smart loop, which means you only create two or three smart loops to begin with so that you don't get this overwhelm of, oh my God, I have to do all these things to make sure that whatever. We just start small and simple and we add as we go. That's a good question. Thank you for asking it. Anybody else? Okay, I will keep going then. Look at us, 10.54. I think we're doing good on time. All right, so did that, the, the part that I was worried about being confusing was that the smart loop can go to as many boards as you want. But I also wanted to say that, for example, I have a market your art smart loop. And so I put in all the boards that are relevant for me for marketing. Now that doesn't mean if I've written something about say Instagram, I don't want it going to productivity for artists and email marketing and mixed media art supplies. That doesn't make sense. So when I am adding a pin, oops, there's all these weird ones at the beginning of the drafts. I don't know what those are. That's why I'm scrolling to the bottom. So when I'm saying, add to smart loop, I didn't even see what that was. What was it? Um, what if we decided allowing ourselves to devalue our work is not an option? So when I add to smart loop, I'm gonna look and see what's the most relevant here. That kind of sounds like a self-love, right? So. Art inspiration, it doesn't really fit that board. Habits for artists, entrepreneurs, I'd say that'd be a good habit, deciding that my art was worthy. Productivity for artists, mm, probably not. The Artist Market Co., sure, anything can go in there. That's like my portfolio board. So now it's only gonna pin to those two. Even though it's inside the whole smart loop, it's only gonna go to the ones that are relevant. But 
by me adding all of the boards that might be relevant, I don't then have to remember what are my boards, what should it go to? I can just choose the most relevant topic and delete the ones I don't want. Okay, that was the other thing I wanted to say. Okay, so your process. We've kind of gone over all this, but I'm just gonna summarize. We haven't gone over this, that's next. We're gonna create a landing page for whatever collection we're advertising. A landing page is a page on your website that talks about a collection. So you can think about like a series description page. Um, I also have an example down here. So let me just show you what that might look like. What your series looks like, maybe you have a banner at the top, you have a little paragraph about inspiration for this series and you don't have to follow this. This is just a template if you don't know what to say that you can just kind of knock it out. Um, why you think this inspiration will appeal to your ideal art buyer, how it's created, how to purchase, and then all of the, a link to the series or a gallery of work. The reason why we do this is because, and I've talked to several of you about this, but if you have a pin that goes to a buy now for that, it's called a painting, and that painting sells, and then you've got this really popular pin going around Pinterest that goes to a 404 page, meaning no longer exists, or it says sold out, or whatever happens, that's not great. We want it to go somewhere where if they're looking for that horse painting and that horse painting sold, instead it goes to a collection of horse paintings in the same style by the same person that they can figure out how to buy from that page. So you can update that page if necessary to say, this whole series is sold out, but here's where you can buy prints or like whatever you need to do in the future but those links are all going back to this one place where you don't have to be constantly editing everything all the time. And they can find what they're looking for. Clear? Questions? Clementine. Yeah, thank you. Um, my question is, I already um, organized my collections into different pages on my website. Great. So I don't need to add a landing page on top of that. No. Nope. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. 80-20 <laughs> rule, Clementine. 80-20 rule. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Every time you create three pins in Canva, we're gonna publish those to your drafts in Tailwind, like I mentioned earlier. We're not gonna worry about, I mean, you can if you want, but we're not gonna worry about like finding the right keywords and where do they upload to and what is the URL again. If you have 20, you can do 20 a lot faster than you can do three at a time. So just every so often, oh, there's a lot in there. I should go upload those. When we are bulk editing, we're going to search for our keywords, which I said I was going to come back to, and we're going to bulk edit the title, description, board to pin to, and our source URL, which looks something like Jacqueline. Jacqueline, was it you that was asking me that? No. Anyway, um, it looks like this. 
So we've uploaded them to our drafts. We're gonna type our board name, which it's gonna go into once. That's fine. What's the most relevant? Oops, didn't mean to click. Um, we're gonna enter our pen title, which is also gonna have a keyword if possible. We're gonna enter our description. So the pen title might be for this one. Um, charge what your art is worth. I hear people say, or charge what your art is worth. What is my art worth? I hear people ask that a lot. So that is something that they might be searching for. So this would answer their question indirectly. I'm also going to write a description and I'm gonna to add to my smart loops. And I'm gonna say where the URL should go to. So if I remember correctly, it defaults to your website and then you're gonna to have to go in and add your landing page right here. And then you're gonna to add to queue and boom, it works forever. Wow, <laughs> I get really excited. Um, okay, so how do you find keywords? One, you can guess. But also, you can use the tools that you have. So let's close some of these tabs real quick. I'm going to go pretend that I'm being a person on Pinterest. How do I just get to regular Pinterest? I don't want my. No, I don't want that either. Maybe I need to log out. Hold on. <clears throat> log out. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going on my phone. I'll show you guys as we go. Pinterest. Okay, when you log into Pinterest, it looks something like this. Right? It just starts you automatically on your scrolling journey. But I'm gonna go down to the bottom and I'm gonna click the little magnifying glass. And I'm gonna say, hmm, well, currently I have things like vegetable photography, spiderweb photo, vampire costume, raven sculpture. Apparently I was on here for Halloween. Um but let's say I am a vegetable painter. I have painted vegetables in the past, but actually let's do that. Vegetable painting. That's one of those broad, lazy keywords. That's where we wanna start. Vegetable painting. And then it's gonna give you this keyword helper. So it could be, Vegetable painting for kids. Nope, that's not relevant. Vegetable painting for kids art project. Nope. Vegetable painting ideas. Um, this is not a how-to board. Vegetable painting acrylic. Do I paint an acrylic? If so, vegetable painting acrylic could be one of my um, more mid keywords. It also says fruits and vegetable painting. Do I have fruits and vegetables in this painting? If so, that might be a relevant keyword. Also, if I click vegetable painting acrylic, because that was the most relevant one. Then it starts giving me even more keywords. 
easy vegetable painting acrylic, vegetable painting acrylic canvases, vegetable painting acrylic still life, fine art, kitchens. So you can start to see what are people searching for and get a little bit of a head start on your keywords. So you're not just completely making them up out of the blue. That's usually where you start, but then you can start to hone them in and get them more specific and see what do people want to find and what is relevant. We don't wanna just plug in like, what was it? Vegetable painting for kids. The board has nothing to do with vegetable painting for kids. It has to do with art that is vegetables. <laughs> I'm not trying to help you recreate how to paint art. I, I'm not speaking clearly, so I'm gonna stop. But you know what I'm saying, I think. So that's how we search. Mm, did I cover everything? At 11.05, one hour in, I nailed it. All right, question time. We are now open for any question you have, if you have them. Um, we'll do this for about half an hour unless people don't have questions and then we'll just go ahead and wrap up. Um, does everybody have the notes who wanted it? Do I need to put them in the chat again? I will also, there will be a replay of this workshop. I will put it in two places. Um, one, there is a teachable course you have access to called Consistent Income Live. It will go under the workshops. It will also be uploaded into um, month focused visibility because this is a visibility activity. So it will be in the bonus workshops down there and the notes will be included. <clears throat> so if you wanna watch the replay, it will be there for later. Now, do you have any questions? Let me make it so I can see all of you. I do, surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, I love your question. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're in Tailwind, you've done three different posts per product that look different. Um, and I understand like how you're going to put them into your loops and that. My question is, should you reorganize your drafts so that those three part products aren't side by side? Otherwise, Tailwind will post them side by side onto your board. That is a good question. I've never gotten that specific in caring about it. Um, okay. But actually, no, that's not true. Let me show you what to do. It's been a while <laughs> since I have done this. I honestly do Pinterest about once a year. Um, so where is it? You can set a custom time. So I want my mm. first pin to go the 14th at 11 a.m. And you can also, uh-oh, what was that? I don't know what I just did. <laughs> so that's how I do that. Instead of worrying about like, oh, I have to come in and do this on Monday and then a couple of days later, then I can post one from the next one. A couple of days later, I can post one from the next one. Just change the start date. Okay, that makes sense. So then you'd schedule something else in between those dates. Right. Okay. Um, um, so you can also look on the mm -hmm. side here. And if you notice that 
three of them end up side by side, you can just drag. Oh, cool. Okay. So um, all of the ones that have this little symbol right here, those are smart loops. Okay. When awesome. you schedule them originally and they're going into the board for the first time, it won't have that. It'll look more like this. Um, okay. And so you can just see what it's going to look like coming up. And if I just hit um, publish on all of my drafts, I don't know what this weird one is, but um, it would have like seven or eight of the same looking thing all in one day. I don't want that. So I am gonna move them around or reschedule it or redrag it or something like that. Awesome, I didn't realize that that was part of it. So that's cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, other question is for what you're posting, um, should it just be our own art or should we also have separate boards? Like say I could have one that's like horse art inspiration and should I be finding other artists work as well? You do not have to use artist inspiration because your person may or may not be searching for artist inspiration, but right. yes, you can. So you remember if I said okay. earlier, like, um, when you're creating your smart loops, you can decide, is this a core topic or a niche topic? What yeah. are the core topics people are searching for? Yes, I would I would smart loop some of those. So okay. um, the way that I do that <clears throat> is I just pin, like normal pinning style, like a person uses Pinterest. And then after like, we go back into that three to six month thought, and we're going to look at our insights. And we're going to look at the pen inspector. We're going to see, this isn't necessarily from smart loops, this is just your pens. What's doing well? And so let's say that horse photography was one of yours. I don't know. I'm just a, like for horse art. You have a board called mm -hmm. horse art. And we're going to look for um, horse art and see, okay, what is performing the best out of my horse art? And then we're going to add that mm -hmm. one to Smart Loop. So for like for in your business, would you ever pin another marketing coach's content? Yes. Okay. I will show you. Um, let's just look at my, I'm having a hard time navigating for right now. Hold on, sorry. Give me a second. No worries. So in my, sorry, saved, you get to see all my boards. Um, so let's say, um, I don't know, any of them, email marketing. I will occasionally go in and I will search email marketing for artists, either email marketing for artists or just email marketing. And I will pin to this board so that I have more of a gap of things to be able to talk about. Obviously okay. I have not added any recently or added them to my loop and that's something I should probably do. 
But if you scroll down far enough, there's a lot of email marketing that is not mine. Okay. There are ways that, such as that, that I can make this work better and that I probably at some point should spend a little bit of time doing. But again, I'm doing as little work as possible on this because this is not my main strategy, but it has been working. So I want to keep it going. Right. But it's not, it's not where I want to be spending my time. If it was, there was a lot of things I could be doing differently. Um, another, another trick, just throw this one out, is you can go to your Instagram page and pin posts from Instagram. Good thing about that is it can help increase your Instagram followers without you doing a whole lot. Bad thing about that is it goes to your Instagram page instead of your website. So I try to mix some of those in, but it's not my main thing. So like in this one, I'm talking about it taking eight hours to write a newsletter. So that's relevant to email marketing, but it's an Instagram post. So I put it in there. If you click on there, whatever, it would go to my Instagram account if I were logged in. Hmm. So then people could decide, do I want to follow her? Yes, no. I don't remember what the question was. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. <laughs> I've got a question. Sure. So, like for example, I've got a lot of old art, but you know, it's mm -hmm. there, so somehow I want to I want it, you know, to be sold as well. So should I first like get them on a board that says like, I don't know, money can say art? Um, to make sure that it says what? It says my name. Uh-huh. Yep. So it will be at the bottom, but Google will be able to find it. So even if it's uh -huh. old art, hmm. I don't care. They don't care. If they find something that they that appeals to them, they don't care if it's quote unquote old. So right. on Pinterest, everything old is new. Meaning, I would add your old art to your smart loops. I would add your old art to any relevant boards. With the caveats, it is still available for sale or you would be willing to find a, another way to sell it to them. Meaning, I would create prints or I would do commissions around the style or I would recreate it or something where there's some opportunity for them to give you money for it right. so if there's no opportunity for money and you don't want to create one then no, i wouldn't worry about it so all the content that i've created over the last years i can use it for it mm -hmm. that's good news that's great news i love pinterest for that reason this post oh you can't see what i'm what i'm doing this post I don't remember writing that post. I have no idea what that post says. But if someone is looking for artist newsletters and that post resonates with them, great. Just because it's old to me and I don't know what it says doesn't mean it's not good. Mm. Yeah. That's actually an excellent way to get started is, um, 
taking old Instagram posts and turning them into pins. It doesn't have to go to your Instagram page. You can change the URL to the landing page and then whatever you want to do with that. So would you do that in Tailwind as well? How yes. would you? So, well, you would, you would have to, it's not quite as easy because you can't just go to Instagram and pin it to your drafts. You would have to um, find the image that got saved on your phone or go to Instagram and download all the images or something like that, and then add those into your drafts. Right. Would you, would you make different boards for a different series? That is a somewhat tricky question mm -hmm. because some people make series that are very similar, but it's different phases in their life and they're about slightly different things. And so they call them all different series. But if you could put them all into one board, that board would be much more powerful than like four little boards that are just barely slightly different. If they're very different, like for you, I would probably have a pop art board. I would have a portrait board, um, which some of them are gonna overlap and some of them aren't. Um, I might have a, I feel like the pop art is really like the newer of your stuff. And then portrait can fit old and new. And difference between drawing and, and canvas, obviously. You could do a drawing portrait board and a painting portrait board, but like, you see again, like there's, then you start getting like into, unless you have a whole lot of old drawings mm -hmm. and a whole lot of paintings, I would combine them. Mm -hmm. When we start getting too subtopic-y, you start having not very much to put into that board and it makes it hard to maintain and grow and such. Right. Also related to Lexi's question earlier, would you put other people's stuff in there? So I would have your one board that's my work. And then if you wanted to have a pop art board, that's kind of your main thing, maybe that's just your work too, but maybe you have a pop art inspiration artist board where you pin other pop art inspiration and you put yours in there as well. You may or may not want to do that. Like, why would you? Because then you get into this feed of other pop artists arts where people are seeing their work so they're also seeing your work but maybe you don't want to because you don't want to be inspiration you just want to be um, people who are looking to buy mm -hmm. and honestly there's not a wrong answer there it kind of depends on who you are what you want your business model all the things what is cross pinning what is what cross pinning like when you pin things from one board to the other oh. one, is that relevant um, or is that old fashioned? Uh, basically when I said, 
again, not a Pinterest expert, but when I was talking about the smart loops and the, the pin could go to this board or that board or that board, that's essentially cross pinning. Um, if you are cross pinning from someone else's board onto your board, I'm not really, I don't, I'm not gonna give you a definitive answer on that because I don't really know. I thought it was something that algorithm likes and that then, you know, that's a to me that's an 80 20 thing like maybe but i don't have enough time to care to find out <laughs> as long as we stick with the keywords and the big overarching categories and putting in new pens and seeing what people like and what people don't i don't care about all the micro aspects yeah. and you may be different like you may find that pinterest works really well for you and you want to a plus it and that's great, but we don't want to A plus a lot of things. We want to B plus some things and we want to find out what we like. And then we want to maybe A plus one of them. So if Pinterest is like, yes, I am getting sales. People are loving my stuff. I'm getting tons of traffic. I'm getting tons of email signups. That may become your biggest visibility strategy. But until you get to that point, don't worry about all the nitpicky stuff. Same thing with everything in the, the month focus visibility. I have all these little master classes on how to do different things for visibility. And they're all kind of top level. And that's where I want you to live until you see the results. And this is working for me and I like doing it. And that's when you dial up the dial. <clears throat> And I have a question. Um, sure. What about um, what do you think about these idea pins, which I've been slightly put off because they're video. <laughs> um, uh, I've been thinking about how to use them. I think that they are probably relevant because video is a stronger connection point than written. Mm. And that's going to be true now and it's going to be true moving forward. Um, <laughs> I haven't experimented with it enough to give you a straight answer, but my thoughts on how I might try to use it and see what happens are yeah. pick reels that I make that I feel like are relevant to someone who would be scrolling Pinterest and try oh. adding them into my smart loops and just see. Just see, yeah. Oh, the only reason I'm slightly drawn to them is because I don't have a lot of paintings so mm -hmm. I'm always on this kind of how can I create more imagery and content from what I have so I thought if I so, had a bit of, it could and be, that is that is true yeah and that is another way to create that I should add that to my 15 inspiration ideas page the thing that I just showed you guys video mm -hmm. um the thing about the Pinterest pins that I see that are the ideas, they're generally a how-to. It's a how-to, okay. Which but, another thing puts me off. I'm not sure if I want to do a how-to. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of content starts off in the how-to because that's what people tend to search for. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's what people are going to connect with. Yeah. Um, and for 
probably 50% of your businesses, how to is not relevant. Maybe even no. more than that. Um, so I wouldn't go make how to content if that's not relevant to your business. What I would do is, like I said, think up, okay, so mm, maybe I want to do 10 seconds on the inspiration of this painting and yeah. upload and six, three to six months later, come back and see, did any of these different ideas of videos that I tried, did any of them perform? Did any of them do well? Yeah, okay. Just and try. then maybe make a couple more of that kind and see, does that do good? Okay, well, now I'm going to make only that kind because that's the kind I like making and people seem to resonate with it. Yeah, okay. It's, a, it's all an experiment. Yeah, I get but, it. But if you build in these checkers, like every three months I have in my calendar, go check the insights and see what worked. Then it becomes not just a smattering of, I'm just gonna try everything. Yeah. It, you start to be able to hone it in and then hone it in and then hone it in. And then it's a strategy but you don't want to just start with a strategy because then you don't know if something else would have worked. So it's like almost everything you do, you start here and then you go here and here and here, but you have to have these built-in checkers in order to remember to do it. Yeah, good advice. Thank you. Sure. I wish I had a, here's exactly what you should do, <laughs> but it would be different for all of you. Mm. Any other questions? Oh, look, it's almost 1.30, Natalie. Yeah, does it make sense to pin a painting that has already been sold? If it is a part of a collection that mm -hmm. has other paintings like it. Yes. Or if you are will like on the, the, way, the way that I imagine the landing page is that it says, the the last thing in that pair those paragraphs are here's how you buy it yeah this one is or some of these are sold but i'm happy to commission ones like them or okay. some of these are sold but um here's where you can purchase a print or some of these are sold like how you got to think how could i make money off of this that i'm willing to do if someone founds it and comes to me and says you said you'd make me one like this. Are you going to regret it immediately? Then don't do that. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Do you have a specific thing in mind? Well, there's just some paintings of mine that I really, that I'm really proud of. And now that rip represents my art, but aren't, aren't, available anymore so a lot from if i remember correctly from looking at your website a lot of those are commissioned portraits so you might have a commissioned portrait landing page and those yes. become the examples i do yes okay thanks yeah good idea any other questions not question you such, have... but... hold on who was talking there was one Le lexi and somebody else was talking who else i think it was me stacy 
it's not really a question it's just um just like something i wanted to throw out there with um tailwind i don't know if you know this jessica maybe you do but they've got a, um, a really useful browser extension um so if you've got it installed and you're on a web page you click it and then it just brings up all the pinnable images so then you can just click um click on them like uh, multiples and then save them to your draft and it pulls through any like alt text or whatever that's in there but it's a really quick way to add to your drafts um so if like you have the landing page or like a collection or whatever you could um yeah add multiple images really quickly to tailwind to to your, your, your drafts I just that's a really really excellent point i had forgotten about that because i stopped using the extension but she's totally right you can use that one for your own images and also for if you see inspiration for something for one of your boards that you'd like to share that somebody else's that's another great way to do that and can you add the description there as well um you the way that Stacey just explained it in the way that I would also use it. You can go ahead and like go through the process and add it to a board, but I would just add it to your drafts there. And then when you go back in and you do all your drafts, you can figure out where everything goes. It's the easiest way to use it. <clears throat> Thank you, Stacey. Lexi, what were you gonna say? Um, do you know how the shop page works on Pinterest? Like, so when you search something, mm -hmm it automatically goes to explore, but then you can also hit shop. How do you get your products in there? I do not know the answer to that one. Okay. Sorry. The only thing that really comes up seems to be like Etsy and Wayfair and like the big websites. You know what? I think that there are certain websites such as possibly Shopify that have that feature where when you pin from that website it becomes shoppable but you wouldn't be able to do it from a landing page it would have to be from the product page right hmm. that is a okay. a guess slash something i think i think i read once <laughs> but that's where i would if you really cared about making that happen that's where i would start with my research but okay Yes, it does. Take I don't think some it's super necessary. Out. Well, it, it does take some of the steps out for the viewer, and that's a plus. But the minus side of that is once it's gone, then you just have this useless pen. Right. Unless maybe it goes away once it's been bought, but then whatever work you put into getting that pin out there is also gone. Right. Fair enough. I got time for one more if anybody's got anything. No, no. Claire, you have anything? You've been quiet and that's okay. Pallavi? All right, I guess we will wrap up then right on time. Love it when that happens. Okay, so um, if you, need the recording does everybody remember where to find it also um, if you're in consistent income becky will post it in slack uh if you are in money now and you can't find it you can always ask me let me just show you i need to figure out how to have becky tell you where the recordings are i'm going to work on that that's what i'm going to work on if you're in money now how do you know where the recording
Is there going to be a separate Slack group for money now? I've just transitioned as you know, from consistent income just into money yeah. now. Um, I had thought about not, ne not necessarily a Slack coaching channel, but like a, a feed where I can give you information or tips or that, but I have not figured out exactly how to do that yet. I have been working on it and seeing if that's something that I can create. Um, and if it is, I will keep you all updated. Um, if whether you're in either program, doesn't matter. Our next meeting is Thursday, unless you have office hours or pod in between, um, where we're gonna have our first workshop on money now principles and like the basics that you need to know. So if at all possible, please come to that live. If not, there will be a recording, but I love to be able to answer your questions as you have them. So if you're able to make the live workshop, please do. Anybody else, anything they wanna say? No? All right, let's wrap up. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you on Thursday. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye.